Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. God. All right. I am reading from Luke chapter number 17, and I am beginning with verse number 11. I am using the New King James Version if you're following along at home. Now it happened as he, speaking of Jesus, went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks And he was a Samaritan. The reason that points out that he was a Samaritan is because the Samaritans were not liked by anybody. The Jews didn't like him because they were half Gentile. The Gentiles didn't like him because they were half Jews. They were outcasts, which is the way many people feel in our generation, like they just don't fit in with society. They don't fit in with this group or that group. Well, these Samaritans didn't care who they fit in with. They realized they probably would fit in with Jesus just fine. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your background is, what the color of your skin is, what your past history is, you are welcome in the presence of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So it was as they went, they were cleansed, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. So Jesus, uh, Jesus answered and said, where, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. I would dare say if everybody in this city or in this capital region were to come back to praise God for any blessing God has ever given them, all of the churches combined would not be able to hold them because God has touched every life in one way or another to pour out blessing. Everyone. Where are they? Praise God. I want to talk to you from these verses of Scripture, a lesson that I have entitled, I Need a Leper's Attitude. I Need a Leper's Attitude. The ten lepers did something that I've encouraged throughout my ministry. I have partaken of it myself. I want to encourage you to do it, especially as we are striving to uh, reach a certain number for our Easter service, and that is they enabled themselves to have greater faith than any one of them would have had by themselves by using something that is referred to as synergy. Synergy is different than energy. Synergy is different than just two people doing something. Synergy has to do with people working together to help one another accomplish a certain task. It comes from a Greek word that I believe is pronounced synergo. Don't quote me on that. 
but it is a phenomenon in which two or more discrete influences or agents acting together create an effect greater than that predicted by knowing only the separate effects of the individual agents. Let me put it to you simplistically, and that is if you can bench press 200 pounds, that's your maximum, you can push 200 pounds on a barbell up, laying flat on your back, 200 is your max, that does not mean you can take two 100-pound dumbbells and do the same thing. Am I correct? Just because with two hands you can push 200 pounds does not mean individually you can do 100 in each hand. That's a powerful understanding that you can do more working in unity with someone else than you can accomplish with those two people working separately by themselves doing the same thing. Now, I'm saying that because to me, I feel like if I was a leper and I was an outcast and I was told to be silent and I was not allowed within the city limits, that if I was alone with the crowd around me telling me to shut up, it would be hard for me to holler the louder, Jesus, have mercy on me. But let me do it with 10 others or nine others. Let a group of 10 of us do it, and you can't tell us to shut up because when I start getting intimidated, that one encourages me, and when he starts getting intimidated, that one over there encourages him. 10 can do what one can never do. Praise God. In fact, let me put it to you this way. If you had 10 people and they each had a dollar and they stood in line to buy an object that cost one dollar and each one of them walked up, paid their dollar and took their their object and walked away and then afterwards you would have 10 people with 10 objects. But if those 10 people would get together before they went up and pooled their money into $10 and sent one of them up with a $10 bill and said, these are, $10, these are $1 each, but I want to buy 10 of them. How much can I get for, or I want to, I got $10. How much will you give me for $10 instead of just one for $1? You'll probably get 12 or 13. It's called a group discount. And now those same 10 people actually have 13 items because they worked together. Go ahead and clap. That's all right. They worked together. So if I could bring one soul to church and you could bring one soul to church, what if we joined hands and all worked together and realized we are all out trying to bring somebody to church? I got a feeling we would do more than just one would, would do on their own. I got a feeling if more than one person meets with Denise to go out on the streets and work together, we will see a greater increase than we will see if we all just do our own thing. And I'm not saying don't go bite your friends by yourself. I'm not saying don't go grab some of these handouts and do it yourself. I'm saying know that there are others doing it with you. And together we're going to have an outpouring of God's Spirit. In fact, Jesus said it this way again in Matthew chapter 18. He said, again, I say to you that if two of you, two of you agree on earth concerning anything, can I see somebody... Stand up, wait a second, stand up, who will agree with me that, I will do, that we will do everything we can 
to have 200 people in this sanctuary on Easter Sunday. Anybody else want to join with me? If two of, can two of us agree? Stand up if you agree with me. Stand up if you agree with me. All right, so there's way more than two of us. All right, sit back down. Way more than two. If any two of you agree, let me read that again. This is getting good. Because I believe Jesus. I've got to believe that what Jesus says is true. And this is what he said. If any two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, Lord, I am asking for 200 people to fill this place on Easter Sunday morning for us to preach the gospel of your resurrection to. That's what I'm asking for. And when I see 200 people here on Easter Sunday morning that I can preach the gospel to, I'm going to be very easy to believe that we are well on our way to having 1,000 of those hungry souls that are out there in here listening to the truth being preached. 200 souls is one-fifth of the way there. We're at a measurable milestone. Praise God. For wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That doesn't mean only when they gather together in church. If two will go out on the streets, he'll be out on the streets with you. If two will go into the, to the homes, he'll go in there with you. Let's do it together, shall we? Call somebody up and say, hey, what are you doing Saturday? I'm going to go pass out some flyers. Why don't you join me? Praise God. Jesus sent them out in twos. Now, that's the first attitude these lepers had was one of unity. The second attitude that these lepers had was even though they were in a very bad way, they had problems. They had serious problems. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I would dare say almost every hand in the building would go up if I said, who's got a problem here today besides me? The fact that these lepers had a problem, and a very bad problem, the first attitude was one of unity, but the second attitude they had was that even though they were in a bad place, they encouraged one another to cry out to Jesus. They were encouraging each other to keep going and to cry out. And when the crowds tried to silence them, they looked at each other and said, let's do it louder. When the devils try to stop us, let's look at one another and say, let's praise louder. When the human spirits try to shut us down, let's look at each other across the sanctuary and say, let's stand up and worship God during this altar, during this worship service. When your feelings and your problems at home are trying to get you down, look over at somebody and you'll see them. Come on, join with me. Let's worship the Lord. I'm not here by myself, and neither are you. We're here together. Encourage one another. In fact, when you hear something good, look over and say, oh, can you believe each What? How awesome is this preaching? Go ahead. Somebody, tell, look at somebody. Say, oh, this preaches. All right, there. Look at somebody say, this is the presence of the Lord awesome. Isn't it the fact that every time two or three of us gather together in his name, he, isn't it awesome that we are in the presence of the Lord right now? 
Praise God. So their first attitude was unity. Their second attitude was determination. What do I mean by determination? They were told to shut up. They were told you're just a leper. Nobody wants you. You are sitting outside the city for a reason. Shut your mouths. And they would not. In fact, the Bible says they shouted all the louder. The next time they tell you, you need to stop going to church. You need to make up your mind. I'm getting there early now. The next time they start telling you this Pentecostal worship is out of order, you need to shout all the louder the next time. Be determined you're going to do what God wants. Hallelujah. I want to know, how determined are you today? What will keep you out of church? What will keep you from worshiping God? What problems will the devil throw at you to stop you from serving him? I am determined. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, as they went out of Jericho, Matthew 20 tells us, a great multitude followed him and two blind men. Shut up. Nobody cares about you. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they started crying out. You don't even know where he is. Yeah, I don't even know exactly where he is. I just know he's here somewhere. <laughs> and they cried out, have mercy on us, O son of David. And the, mul the multitudes, not one guy. There wasn't one guy standing there saying, hey, guys, shut up, would you? The multitudes warned them that they should be quiet. Multitudes. This whole generation is telling us to stop serving God, to stop preaching truth, to stop doing what's right, to stop believing in the Bible. The multitudes are, are hollering at us on the TV screens, on the radios, on YouTube, telling us to stop serving this God. I will not. Hallelujah. In fact, in fact, the multitude warned them that they should be quiet, but they cried out all the more. You tell me I can't go to church, I'll be there earlier. You tell me I can't shout, I'll shout louder. You tell me I can't sing, I don't care if I'm on key. I will sing with all my... Don't tell me to stop worshiping the God who gave his life for me. Praise God. They cried all the more, said, Lord, have mercy on us. And guess what Jesus did? Out of all of the crowd and all that was going on, the Bible said Jesus stopped and heard two blind men crying out. And he said, What do you want me to do for you? I'm blind. <laughs> Seriously? You're asking me what you... I'm blind. I see you're blind. What do you want me to do for you? 
If you think you're getting an answer to prayer without praying, you're wrong. If you think God's just going to move and take care of all your problems and you spend no time seeking Him and praying for Him and listing out what your needs are, you're mistaken. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it'll be open to you. Praise God. My friend, we've got to be determined to make it to heaven. I am determined I am going to heaven. I don't care what this world throws at me. I don't care what comes against me. I, I don't care what the winds of opposition are. I am going to heaven. And if church is going to get me there, I'll be in church. And if worshiping him like this gets me to heaven, I'll worship him like this. And if praying gets me to heaven, I will pray. I am determined to get to heaven. I'm also determined to have a thousand souls eventually in this church. I am determined that there's a hundred there's a thousand hungry souls out there. I'm determined to have 200 here on Easter. Are you determined? Praise God. I'm determined my family is going to work. I'm determined my children are going to serve God. I'm determined we are going to have a revival. Yeah. Old Brother Oggs, I believe he's long passed away. He wrote a, I think he even wrote a book. And I think it was with this title. It was just simply, you got to have the want to. <laughs> you got to have the want to. Seek and you will find. Can you say amen? All right, let me finish the story so I can wrap this sermon up. So when he, Jesus, saw them, these lepers now, we're talking about the lepers again, he did not say, be healed. He didn't touch them and say, you are healed. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. Now, if you read the Old Testament scriptures, you will find that the reason a leper would go show himself to the priest is because he looked at himself and believed that he had recovered and could see that the sores were gone. And he would go to the priest so the priest could look and confirm that there are no leprous spots on your skin and you are now pronounced clean. They would not go to the high priest until they saw that they were cleaned. But they were not cleaned yet. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And you know the story. In the story, we read it. As they went, they were cleansed. I have coined this phrase. I have said it over and over again in my sermons. I will say it again. Sometimes we are sitting around waiting for God to do what God is sitting around waiting for us to do. He is not going to send in 200 people for Easter unless we go out and do what we're supposed to do first. He is not going to heal your family while you sit around waiting to see if your, your wife's going to change or your kids are going to get straightened out. He's waiting for you to do what you're supposed to do first. <laughs> Bible says without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder not just of everybody, but of those who diligently seek him. Go ahead and clap. That's all right. And I'm here to say that nothing much gets done without us making the first move. There ain't nobody going to show up here for Easter Sunday 
unless we get every one of those 500 handouts handed out. Huh? Are you with me? Every one of those 500 handouts got to be handed out. I don't want to show up here on Easter Sunday and see a stack of 100 that never got passed out. My friend, let's determine. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to get some of these out. We are going to get 500 handouts handed out. All right? In fact, Denise, here's what we're going to do. On Saturday before Palm Sunday, April 8th, is that what it is? No, that's... April 1st. April 1st is a Saturday before Palm Sunday. Whatever is not handed out, we are going into the streets and having everyone handed out by that night. You with me? So when I stand up here the week before and I say, hey, there's still this many, and Saturday comes along and we still got a couple hundred, they got to get out because Jesus is not going to honor us if we don't do our part. Who's with me? All right. Praise God. We cannot sit around waiting for God to do what God is waiting for us to do. All right. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, is for us to fear God and keep his commandments. Now, let me wrap up this story by reading verse 15 one more time. The Bible says that as they went, they were not healed, but as they started doing what Jesus told them to do, all 10 of them were healed. And the Bible says one of them, one, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God, fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Were not all 10 of them healed? In fact, did not Jesus himself even marvel? Were there not ten healed? And only one came back to give thanks? Where are the people in this city who God has blessed their life? Where are the people sitting home this morning who can look back on their life and see the blessing of God in it? Where are they? I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad I'm here. Because I got an awful lot to be thankful for, and I will be here every opportunity I get to say thank you, Jesus, for the blessings that you have poured out upon me and upon my family. All right, now listen. Listen to how interesting this gets. They were told to go show yourselves to the priest. Now, the priests were against Jesus. They were not going to be happy that these lepers were healed. When they showed up and they looked at them and saw no leprosy on their skin, my hands are so dry, I wonder if I have leprosy. I'm looking at my hands, whoa, I need some hand cream. They showed themselves to the priests. They said, yeah, you're clean. How'd that happen? Uh, Jesus, Jesus. Can you imagine the disdain they had to deal with? The anger? What are you, oh, you think just because this guy healed you now everything's going to be all right? What, what's, wrong, what's wrong with you? You shouldn't even be in his presence. They had jumped on them so bad, except for the one who gave thanks. The one who came back to give thanks, Jesus never told him to go back to the priest. He just said, go your way. You know why he said, go your way? Because that one came back to the high priest. (laughs) 
That one came back to the high priest himself and said, look it, I'm clean. And Jesus said, go your way. You've showed yourself to the priest. While the rest of them are dealing with the disdain and the hatred of the world that they had to go show themselves to, the high priest said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You are healed. Go your way. Have at it. I want to come back to the high priest every opportunity I get to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus for the blessings that you have poured out upon me. Thank you, Jesus, for the touch of God. Now listen, and I promise you I'm wrapping it up. There are types of people who come to church to get God to do something for them. And every one of us were there and should be there once. Once. You come to church once because you need him. You come to church every time after that to thank him for what he's done for you. I, I have needs. I have problems. But I have not come to church today to beg for help. I came to church to thank him for his blessing. I came to church to say thank you for touching me. I've got needs and he's always filling them. But when I come to church, it's not because I need something. It's because I want to thank him for what he's done. You come the first time because you need a Savior. From then on, it's to thank the Savior for saving your soul. Praise God. If our musicians would come, if our musicians would come, praise God. It's not about getting. It's about giving. We need a leper's attitude. We need a leper's attitude. Because the leper didn't suddenly realize he was cleansed and say, whoa, I need some money too. <laughs> I, I, I need a house now too. I haven't had a house for 12 years because I've been fighting leprosy and everything got taken away from me. Uh, let's see, I need a, I'm going to go back because I need a house. I, I, I need a wife now. I, 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 want, I want a normal life. I got No, 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 no. His leprosy was gone, and he simply came back to say thank you. Thank you. If church for you is about anything other than giving thanks figure out what's wrong in here. Because if he washed away your sins, what more do you need? He will take care of you. Let's give him thanks. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.